Today's episode is all about the five stages of Hashimoto's. And listen, whenever you listen to the Thyroid Fix podcast, you will get just straight up truth. There is no BS. There is no blowing smoke. This is just tough love and blunt information. So as we go through the five stages of Hashimoto's, you might get a little bit pissed off. You might get pissed at your doctor because guess what? You could be in stage four, really, really close to the bad stage five, and you got ignored. You were told that we will just watch and wait, wait and see. And in the meantime, you're gaining weight and you're tired and your hair is falling out and that's just not cool. So listen and take notes on the five stages of Hashi, know exactly where you are, and then grab hold of some hope because you don't have to stay there. We can push that into remission, but you need to learn about your body first. You need to learn exactly where you are. Maybe you don't even know you have Hashimoto's. You might learn that you do from this episode. So stay tuned and keep listening. I'm Amy Horneman, functional medicine practitioner, nutritionist, and specialist in treating thyroid conditions, broken metabolisms, and hormone imbalances. My goal for over 24 years has always been to help my patients get their life back. And that's what we're here to give you. We're giving you the simple, actionable strategies to actually fix your thyroid. That's why I created the Thyroid Fix Podcast. So if you're struggling with weight, energy, brain fog, and hair loss, then hey, you're in the right place. Let's get you fixed. Are you finally at your wit's end where you are tired of dealing with doctor after doctor? Maybe you've spent thousands on integrative or functional practitioners that have not helped you at all because they don't know the thyroid and hormones. They're not even testing properly. So come work with myself and my team. We prescribe to all 50 states and parts of Canada. I have you covered. I've been building this team for years so that I could help you no matter where you are. All you have to do is click the link in the show notes, book a free application call. We're going to go over your current health situation, what worked, what hasn't worked, all the things. And then we will pair you up with the right program for you where we will do it all. You will come out the other side of the program, totally optimized, getting your life back. You're going to recognize the person you see in the mirror again. Doesn't that sound absolutely amazing? Well, it might sound like you don't even believe it, but I promise you, I promise you, we will take good care of you. So click the link in the show notes, book a call today, and we'll be talking to you soon. So Hashimoto's, number one, most of us have it anyways. 90% of all hypothyroid patients are Hashimoto patients. Now here's the thing, Hashimoto markers, lab markers. So we're talking about the thyroid peroxidase and thyroglobulin antibodies that should be tested in a full thyroid panel. I say should be, you can always go to my website and grab the lab and symptom checklist because that gives all the labs that you should have as well as their optimal lab value. So you're not going by the normal standard lab value ranges. However, anyways, TPO, TGA antibodies, 
those can come back as a false negative. So sometimes we have to continue testing those to actually determine whether or not you have Hashimoto's. 90%, and it might be even higher than that, honestly, but at least I've even heard 99. So 90% of all hypothyroid patients have Hashimoto's. So what is Hashimoto's? Hashimoto's is the autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. So it's where your body is actually attacking your thyroid. Now, for those of you who have heard me before, you know, I talk in analogies and stories so you can understand them and kind of get that picture in your head of exactly what's going on in your body. So I want you to picture a little group of soldiers. All those who have heard this before, bear with me. More info is coming. I want you to picture a little group of soldiers. And those soldiers are just confused. They think your thyroid is the enemy. They go out with their bows and arrows and guns and bats and axes. And they just start beating up your thyroid left and right. And they're beating it up and they're beating it up until it's dwindled down to a little small tiny mess. And it just doesn't work anymore. And it doesn't put out the thyroid hormones that it should be putting out. We're going to go through the stages of that. So Hashimoto's autoimmune form of hypothyroidism. You got little soldiers. They're just confused. Those are your antibodies. They're going out. They're beating up your thyroid and they're slowly destroying it over time. Now, with all autoimmune conditions, we have to start with a genetic predisposition and that's stage one. So this is the initial stage. This is where a person will have that genetic predisposition but you might not have that triggered yet. You might not have that genetic switch turned on. So you have to have that initial genetic predisposition and then something will turn that switch on. So when we test your your full thyroid panel, your TSH looks pretty. Your T4 and T3 hormones look pretty. There's no thyroid antibodies to be found. You won't have any changes in your thyroid gland on an ultrasound, but you just have that genetic predisposition. So you say, how do I know that I'm in stage one or stage zero, whatever you want to call it? And then I have the genetic predisposition. Well, number one, do you have any other autoimmune conditions? Do you have psoriasis, type one diabetes, Crohn's, celiac, RA, that's kind of part one. So if you have any of those, you already have that genetic predisposition for an autoimmune condition, which we're going to go over when we get to stage five. Where we see one, we normally see more than one. So if you have an, a, an autoimmune condition right now, you have that genetic predisposition. And then look at your family, look at your family history. Does anyone else in your family have Hashimoto's? Does anyone else in your family have Crohn's or RA or type 1, on and on and on, celiac, any other autoimmune condition? That means that you have the genetics to potentially express Hashimoto's, to turn that gene on, flip the switch, flipping the switch of the gene. So what flips the switch? So sometimes stress, like a big stressor. We always say puberty, pregnancy, perimenopause, the three Ps for the women will turn that switch on. So many times I'll be talking to a patient and they'll say, you know, right after I had my first kid, right after I had my second kid, all hell broke loose in my body and all these changes started happening and I'm gaining weight that I can't lose and, and my hair's falling out and I'm tired all the time. So you have to look at what those triggers are 
that can turn that switch on, that genetic switch on. Okay, then we move into stage two. So this is where immune cell infiltration of the thyroid gland happens. So what happens are these lymphocytes, the white blood cells, start to just kind of small amounts, they, they, they get in to the thyroid gland, and then there's too many of them in the thyroid gland, and this is just an issue. So at this stage, we're going to start to see little changes. We're going to start to see that TPO and that TGA go up in the antibodies. And, you know, we might start to see small changes in your TSH, your free T4, your free T3, when it's looked at from a functional perspective. Now, if you're still looking at, at it from a standard conventional lab value range, you might still be deemed quote unquote normal. But then when a functional practitioner who knows the thyroid looks at those labs, you might start to see some small changes in those. They might start to go a little bit wonky. Um, you might start to see changes in the thyroid gland in an ultrasound this may or may not happen, honestly. We might not see changes in an ultrasound and still, until stage three, but you're definitely going to start experiencing the symptoms in this stage. So this is where my patients come to me and they're like, listen, I, I can't lose weight. I'm gaining weight. My hair is falling out. Um, I'm tired all the time. I have no libido. I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I can't sleep. All of the above. And this is where the symptoms start to come on. Even things like miscarriage, infertility. This is where people, this is where women start to go, hey, what's going on with my body here? Something's not right. And they're, a typical doctor will test TSH. Maybe you'll get TSH and free T4. And they'll be like, ah, you're normal. You're fine. They might not even test the antibodies unless you, as a patient advocate for yourself, asks for them. So you have to know what to ask for. Again, you can grab the lab and symptom checklist from the website and we'll put it in the, in the show notes too, but know what to ask for. And this is where your symptoms start to come on. And you know what, in this also, and, and some of my patients will love this, who love the gut, you're also starting to see impaired gut wall function. So this is where we get the term leaky gut. There is a phenomenal doctor, Dr. Alessio Fasano. I have a, a, a brain crush on him because he's so brilliant. And he has a theory about all autoimmune. So I'm going to digress for a moment. I want you to picture a three-legged stool. And on those three legs, you have the genetic predisposition, like we talked about, stage one. The other leg of the stool is leaky gut. So something is up with your gut. You have antigens, toxins, um, lipopolysaccharides going through the gut wall and into the bloodstream. So leaky gut. And then you have a stress or a trigger of that autoimmune. Now, the theory is, is if you take away one of those legs, autoimmune falls, meaning it can go into remission. So if we heal your gut, we heal that leaky gut. And then we also take away triggers like gluten, which contributes to leaky gut and processed foods and sugars, then we can actually downregulate the autoimmune response. So in 
stage two, we're going to see a lot of leaky gut. Now, that does not mean that you're going to have diarrhea. We say leaky gut, everybody thinks diarrhea. That's not the case. It could be GI issues. It could be as some, something as simple as you're getting migraines all the time, or you have full body inflammation, um, whatever it might be. But this is that stage in which things just start to happen. Damage to the thyroid gland and inflammation in your body has begun. You might experience more sensitivities as well. You might have more sensitivities to smells, more allergies, um, more chronic infections, more colds. Um, you might notice that your immune system is just kind of wonky in this stage. And then we move into stage three, which is actually where you may or still may not be diagnosed with subclinical hypothyroidism. So in stage three, TSH might start to go up. Now, of course, in functional medicine, if it crests a two, if it goes above a two, red flag, right? Red flag for subclinical hypothyroidism. However, what if you're a four? You're still going to be termed normal. So this is why I say you may or may not be diagnosed at this stage as subclinical hypothyroid. So TSH might start to go up. Free T3 and free T4 could look normal or they could be low normal. Again, per functional medicine standards, I'm going to look at your free T3 and say, is it above a 3.5? I'm going to look at your free T4 and say, is it above a 1.5? Okay. Well, if it's not, then that's low to me and that's subclinical. So what's happening in this stage three, the subclinical hypothyroidism, your symptoms are definitely going to get worse. They're going to get worse. And many patients will come to me at this stage because now they're fed up. This is the fed up frustration stage, stage three. That's what we're going to call it. We're not going to call it subclinical hypothyroidism. We're going to call it fed up and ready to take the bridge stage. Because this is where you've been ignored for a long period of time. Remember that autoimmune can exist for decades, decades, decades before it's even noticed, before you're even diagnosed. And that's another conversation that I have with so many patients. They go, you know, when I think back, I, I really think that this started with my first child like 10 years ago, or I really think that this actually started in my 20s or it, whatever it might be. It could have started years and years and decades ago, and you're just now being paid attention to, let's say. So TSH up, free T3, free T4, probably subclinically low. They're probably not like really in the happy optimal ranges, but they're starting to, starting to get a little bit low. And, and this is where antibodies could still be negative, false negative. And this is where your doctor will tell you, you know what, we're just going to we're going to watch and wait. We're going to wait and see. We're going to keep an eye on things. And you're like, wait a minute. Um, I just put on 20 pounds. I can't even get through my day. And you're telling me you're just going to wait. So this is where I say it. Like I said in the beginning, are we going to wait until you're 40 pounds heavier and you can't go to work and you've lost friendships and your marriage is strained and your kids hate you because you're a moody bitch? At that point, we're going to treat you. I know I have an idea. How about we treat you now? 
How about we do something now? Because you're subclinical and we can catch this and we can give you your life back and we can change your symptoms and we can make a difference in how you feel. How about we actually do it now? So symptoms are going to start to get worse. It still is reversible in this stage. It still is. So this is where maybe we do a little bit of medication. This is where we try to optimize your thyroid and get those levels into the optimal ranges instead of these standard conventional normal lab value ranges. This is where we start to do dietary changes. This is where you can catch this disease and actually reverse it and put it into remission. I promise you. I promise you. Because once you hit stage four, you are full blown. Now in stage four, four, there are five stages to Hashimoto's. Think about this for a minute. Everybody pause and just think. There are five stages to Hashimoto's. You are not being paid attention to in conventional medicine until stage four. Now we're going to review that when we get to stage five, because stage five is a big one. And stage five tells you that it probably should be paid attention to in stage two, maybe. So we're in stage four. And this is where you have full-blown hypothyroidism. So now your thyroid gland is failing. Remember, a little bit of biology. The thyroid gland produces T4 and T3 hormones. If it's getting beat up on a daily basis, is it still going to be producing T4 and T3 hormones like it should be? Absolutely not. If I come over to your house with a baseball bat and I, and I give you a few whacks every single day and like the kneecaps, are you going to be able to do your morning walk? No, you're not going to be able to do it well at all. It was a horrible thought, wasn't it? But that's what the little soldiers are doing to your thyroid gland on a regular basis. They are beating the hell out of your thyroid gland. So of course it's not going to perform at its peak level. It's tired. It's worn down. It's beat up, right? So overt hypothyroidism, full-blown. We're full-blown now. Now your TSH is going to be elevated. Now your free T3 and free T4 is going to be in the tank. Now you're going to show thyroid antibodies. So stage four, full-blown. And, and this is where thyroid medication is definitely needed. We, we should be using it in three just to stop the progression of the antibodies and to improve your symptoms and actually give your life back. There are many lifestyle changes we can do, behavioral changes we can do, supplemental things that we can add in to make a huge, huge difference. But once we hit stage four, it's time for some meds because we have to get that TSH down. We got to get the free T and free T4 up into the optimal ranges and this is where, you know, honestly, you still might not get proper treatment from a conventional doc because they're going to stick you on Synthroid and you're going to continue in this stage four going, you know, I still don't feel that great. I still haven't lost any weight. I'm still dragging my butt around. This isn't cool. I don't like the way that I feel. So in this stage, you are still going to feel like garbage unless you are optimized and treated properly, has to be treated properly. And in this stage too, this is where LDN can come in, low-dose naltrexone. I have a video on that. You can watch that on YouTube or on my Facebook page. Low-dose naltrexone will actually start to push inflammation down and push those antibodies down. This is also where I would throw in some HCC. I have a Facebook video on that. I'm a huge proponent of it. And HCC also will help to push down antibodies and put 
autoimmune kind of calm down autoimmune. We know this with RA. So LDN, definitely thyroid medication, some HCC, and we can start to push down that inflammation and push down the antibodies and get your thyroid functioning again like it should and get you optimized and get you your life back. Stage five, this is where we progress to other autoimmune disorders. So let's review. Remember, let's go back to the very beginning where we said, if you have a genetic predisposition, what if you already have RA? And then you're diagnosed, let's say you have RA, and then you're diagnosed hypothyroid. And I ask you, well, are you are you Hashimoto's? You go, I don't know. The doctor didn't tell me. I said, well, there's a 99% chance that you are simply because you have RA already. And we know that where there's one autoimmune condition, there's more than one. Usually there's three. Autoimmune begets autoimmune. So if you have Hashimoto's, and let's say that's that's all you have right now. You have Hashimoto's, that's it. But you have to know that having Hashimoto's and having autoimmune condition can put you at risk for developing other autoimmune conditions. So celiac, psoriasis, uh, Sjogren's, RA, lupus, Crohn's, type 1, everything that we talked about. And then the big ones, MS and lupus, we don't want you to progress to that. So this is where we have to reel it in, right? You don't even want to get to stage five. So again, like I said in the last stage, there are five stages. If you are not, if stage five is bad, you don't even want to get there. We want to prevent you from even getting the stage five. If you're not being listened to until stage four from conventional medicine, that is a huge problem. That's a huge problem in my eyes. Because if you're not being listened to until stage four and you're getting the watch, wait, and see and keep an eye on things in stage three, you're going to suffer. You're going to continue suffering with symptoms. You're going to continue not recognizing the person you're looking at in the mirror. You're going to continue in this downward spiral of basic destruction because that's what's going on with your thyroid gland. It's being destroyed. So we have to catch you in the early stages. And this is where it's important for you to know what stage that you're in. And this is why I wanted to go over this with you. Because if you know what stage you're in, you can take action. If you know right now that your thyroid has been tested, but nobody tested your TPO and TGA, get those tested. If you know right now that you're suffering with a whole lot of what looks like thyroid symptoms, but you've been told to just wait and see, then maybe you need to reach out to a functional medicine practitioner who knows the thyroid you can connect with me. Yes, you can reach out to me because we need to catch you and reel things in and calm things down and stop the progression at an early stage. Now, listen, if you're at stage five, it's cool. There's still a lot we can do. If you're at stage five and you're like, but Amy, I have Hashimoto's and my joints are inflamed and my stomach is a disaster because I have Crohn's disease. That's okay. We can fix it all. We can calm that all down. Now, it's going to take a little bit more time, but you don't give up if you're in stage five. For goodness sake, you got to keep plugging when you got to keep going. And I promise you, I promise you, we can calm this down. We can reverse this. We can change your life and get you your life back. So I hope this helps you understand the different stages of Hashimoto's that you are in. If you are looking at your blood work right now and you see that little TPO, thyroperoxidase, TGA, thyroglobulin, antibodies, 
and you see any number at all, that means you have that many little soldiers that are just kind of hanging out and waiting. So let's say most TPOTJ antibody lab value ranges are quote unquote less than 20. So if you're less than 20, you're going to be told, hey, it's cool. You're normal. We're going to wait and see. We're going to watch this. We're going to wait and see. But then you look at it and you go, yeah, but doc, you know what? Um, I'm at 18. So where does that leave me? They'll say, oh, no, you don't have Hashimoto's. I say, you're going to have Hashimoto's real soon. Let's look at your other thyroid labs. Let's pair that up with your symptoms. And if you have all of the symptoms and your thyroid labs look wonky and your TSH is above a two and your free T3 is below a 3.5, then guess what? It's time for us to jump in and work together and figure this out so we can stop this right now. Because those presents, those little antibodies, even if they're 18 or they're 12 or there's six of them, they're going to continue growing. Those antibody soldiers like to build an army. And that army, as it gets bigger, so for those of you with 3,000 antibodies, it's time to do something because you have 3,000 soldiers going up and beating up your thyroid. So I hope this helps. I hope this helps. Of course, if you have any questions, you can contact me. I want to get to the questions that have come in. Um, but Bethann, you said, is that the TPO antibody test? So it's TPO and TGA. And that's a good question because it's, it should be noted that some doctors, and I've been seeing this a lot more lately, and it's kind of comical, they'll only test one. So I'll look at a person's thyroid panel and they'll be TPO. And I'm like, well, where's the TGA? And they didn't do it. Or I'll see TGA and not TPO. It's very bizarre to me. You want both because actually one could be dead zero. Bethann, one could be absolute zero. And then the other one's like 200. Um, I've seen that happen many, many times in my practice, many, many times with my patients. So yes, you definitely want both tested. Absolutely, absolutely. Uh, Teresa, going to see my NP in the morning. She hasn't checked my antibodies in a while. I have Hashimoto's. Can you tell me the tests I should make sure she checks? I've been on MP thyroid for about five years after having Lyme and a mycoplasma infection since 2010. Okay, Teresa, let me break this down for you. First of all, um, have her check the antibodies. I would have her, because you want to be able to compare. You want to see, and this is a great question. Thank you for bringing this up. So for those of you with Hashimoto's, you want to see, did your antibodies go up or down? So the goal is to get them as low as possible. Sometimes we can get them to zero. Sometimes we can just get them reduced. And you might hear from practitioners, you might hear that, hey, we know you have Hashi already. No point in testing them again. And that's wrong. There is a point in testing them again because we want to see those antibodies go down, not up. So if you started with 200 and now you're at 3,000, we're doing something wrong. And, and we need to reel that in and, and adjust something with you, whether it's medication or lifestyle or what you're eating or what are you doing? I've had patients that have seen their antibodies go up when they went off the wagon with their diet and just consumed gluten. They actually, they saw them go up by a couple hundred and they knew exactly why. So Teresa, you're going to have to have them checked again. Hopefully she will agree to that. I mean, she's a nurse practitioner. They tend to be a little bit more open-minded. So hopefully she will agree to that. And then I would get, make sure you get the full panel. So you want TSH, free T3, 
free T4 and reverse T3 because you're on NP thyroid, you're taking T4 medication. NP is T4 and T3 together. So NP is natural desiccated thyroid. I don't know what dose you're on, but you want to make sure that you're on the correct dose because you want all of those labs optimal. We want the reverse T3 to make sure that that T4 in that thyroid medication is not converting to reverse T3. That's bad. That's the anti-T3 bad. And then um, we want to see if the amount of T3 in your NP thyroid is actually adequate enough to raise your free T3 level to 3.5 or above, which is ultimately what we want you to be at. That's where you're going to feel your best. Now you might feel your best higher than that, but that's just kind of the functional medicine going route of free T3. That's where we want you in terms of optimization. I would also do a C-reactive protein because of the Lyme and the infection. Uh, You want to make sure that your C-reactive protein is indicator of inflammation. So I would check that as well. Reverse, you want that reverse T3. You just asked that question, reverse T3. We ultimately want that below a 12. Um, I'll accept below a 15 if your free T3 is optimal and your symptoms are down. But if you're still suffering from a bunch of symptoms and your reverse T3 is elevated, that's an issue. If you're suffering from a bunch of symptoms and your free T3 is not 3.5 or above, that's an issue. I want to remind you, Teresa, to not take your NP the morning of your labs. Whenever you take a medication containing T3 before you get your lab work done, it will falsely elevate your free T3 level. I like to leave about 18 hours in between your last dose of any T3 containing med and your blood work. A little more is better. That's fine, but minimum of 18 hours. And so Teresa, I hope that helps you. If your doctor says no to testing, it's time to get a new doctor because it's no money out of their pocket. It is no skin off their back to write a script for you to go to an ACL or a Quest or a LabCorp and get your blood drawn. No money has come out of their paycheck to write two, three, four extra tests on there. None. I promise you that. If your doctor says no to testing, time to get a new doc anyways. It's a good way to test your doc too, Teresa. It really is. So, hey, give it a whirl. You're going anyways. Let's see what happens. Hopefully your doctor told you to not take your med before your test. And hopefully you're splitting up and split dosing that 60 milligrams of NP, by the way. That's just as a side note for you. Make sure you're splitting it. I've seen a lot of patients come to me lately who have never been told to split dose their med. If they're on an NDT or even if they're on T3, T4 combo, they haven't been told to split dose that I thought this was common knowledge here. You got to split dose your medication so that you're getting that T3 throughout the day. T3 is, is very fast acting. So you want to multi-dose or at least split dose twice a day, morning, afternoon. Um, sometimes we can circadian split dose so we can work with your cortisol levels. That's a whole nother level, a whole nother talk. Even just splitting that up uh, 30 in the morning and 30 in the afternoon is going to make a, a huge difference. Now, by doing that, you're going to be taking out some of the med in that one dose If you're used to getting, let's say, 12 micrograms of T3 in the morning, you're only going to be getting six in the morning, but then you're going to be getting another six in the afternoon. Um, I will say 60 milligrams is okay for some people, but not for most. 
You know, some people can stop at 60 and be optimal, but Teresa, if you're still suffering from symptoms, I'm going to say that 60 might be a little bit low, but we'll see when you get those labs back and make sure that she tests all of them. You can share this episode, five stages of Hashimoto's, where you are now. You're getting screwed over by your doctor because they're not listening until stage four. Many people are in these shoes of getting screwed over by their doctors because they're not listening to them until they're in stage four. And then they're telling them that, hey, we're going to wait until you're 40 pounds heavier and can't get off the couch and then we'll listen to you. So you got to share this episode so other people can hear it and get the help they need and realize that they don't have to suffer. They don't have to long suffer. They don't have to wait and see. Watch and wait, wait and see. No, if you're if you got symptoms, if you have a genetic predisposition for autoimmune, if you have symptoms, if you know that you're just not feeling right because you know your body and you have a ton of symptoms and then we look at your labs and we see that they're less than optimal. Yeah, you don't have to wait and see. You don't have to wait and see. There are plenty of things that we can do right now to either push the Hashi into remission, to stop the soldiers from beating up your thyroid gland and from going into other autoimmune conditions. Cause these are gonna get tired of beating up your thyroid gland cause it'll be reduced to an itty bitty smidgen and not even work anymore. And then they're gonna go to your joints and then you get RA and then they're gonna go to your gut and you're gonna get crowns. Well, soldiers aren't gonna sit down just cause they're done beating up your thyroid gland. They're gonna find something else. Thank you so much for listening to the Thyroid Fix Podcast. Please share this and any episode that you absolutely love on your social media platforms. And please give me a review. It is so appreciated. It just gets the message out even more. Now, as a disclaimer, we know that this is just intended for educational purposes only and is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical condition. You can always consult your healthcare professional with any questions. If you want to reach out to me, you can go to my website at amyhorneman.com. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at Amy Horneman Nutrition. And you can subscribe to my YouTube channel to see live videos and all the good stuff that I put out through the week. In addition to this podcast, just search me on YouTube and subscribe to my channel. 